continues. Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. 13 minutes to go ahead of the close. Stocks higher, NASDAQ at a record, S&P above 2,400. Right now, the S&P up 11, higher by 5 tenths of 1% to 2,402. Dow Industrials up 89 to 20,986, up 4 tenths of 1%. NASDAQ up 24, also up by four-tenths of 1%. The 10-year down 5.30 seconds with a yield of 2.35%. Gold is up 260, the ounce to 12.30, higher by two-tenths of 1%. And West Texas Intermediate Crude up 104 a barrel to 48.88. That is a gain of 2.2%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right, Charlie, thank you very much. It is time for the Bloomberg ETF report brought to you by BlackRock. Worried about market volatility, minimum volatility strategies may be able to help. To learn more, please visit BlackRock.com slash factors prepared by BlackRock Investments, LLC. Here at the Bloomberg ETF Report, Bloomberg's Catherine Cowdery. It's a new ETF that's inhaled cash, even as its shares have fallen. Bloomberg Intelligence Analyst Eric Valchunas digs a little deeper into the recent performance of the Horizons Medical Marijuana Life Sciences ETF that's listed in Canada. Here's what happened in the past month since it launched. Two interesting things. First, it's down 6%, and it launched after the index went up 200%, so kind of rough luck for that. Um, and the second thing is uh, $80 million went into this ETF which is astonishing. Baltuna says it demonstrates how much demand there is for an ETF that focuses on the legal medical marijuana business. The ETF is already in the top 25% biggest of Canada's ETFs. And put it this way, there's been 80 launches in the U.S., and it would rank second if it were a U.S. launch. Beltuna says two ETFs that focus on marijuana are in registration in the U.S. The latest was filed by Cambria and would invest in companies that support or engage in the legal marijuana industry. It would trade under the ticker T-O-K-E or TOKE. That's your Bloomberg ETF report. I'm Catherine Cowdery. This is Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio. The biggest fool that ever hit the big time. And all I gotta do is act naturally. Well, are the markets acting naturally? Is the VIX acting naturally? This low, low volatility environment reflected by a VIX that's trading just above 10, 10, uh, 28 at the moment. Uh, it's really remarkable. JJ Kinahan has got some thoughts on that. He's a chief market strategist at TD Ameritrade. And, uh, JJ, does the VIX work? Does it really tell us what volatility is? Well, I think it does work. Now, there's been a lot of uh, talk lately about people saying that it's broken, et cetera. But when I learned about volatility many years ago when I first started trading options, the first thing I learned is when the market goes up, volatility tends to go down. And when the market goes down, volatility tends to go up. So with that, we're at or near all-time highs on pretty much every major index, and volatility is relatively low, to say the least. Uh, you know, we had we had a we haven't had a huge jump in a while. That all said, I think that one of the factors in volatility right now is that some of the trading firms, et cetera, have gotten, I'll say, punched in the face so many times predicting the bottom of volatility or hedging their volatility risk that they've come to a point where they're like, we're willing to take a risk on volatility for 20 or 30% because it might be trading 13 at that point. 
And But in the meantime, we're just not going to go out and buy it because we're tired of losing money month after month. You know, Mohammed Alarian of PIMCO put out a story, uh, an opinion piece on Bloomberg View today, and he says, you know, the lower the market volatility, the less likely a trader is to be stopped out of a position by short-term price fluctuations. And he says, under such circumstances, traders are enticed to put on bigger positions and assume greater risks. And I wonder how much of that might be going on in the market. Tell me about what you're seeing from your perspective. Well, I think, you know, obviously, uh, Mr. Larian's a brilliant guy, and I, I respect him a lot. The From our point of view with retail, I don't think you're seeing that quite as much. But I will say, if you look at the volumes in general, I don't know if you're necessarily seeing that, because not only has movement been fairly tepid, but so has volume. So I, what I see more is a little bit of people trying to play sectors or sort of the hot story of the day. And, you know, this is a week that will be very interesting to see people start playing the Home Depots, Targets, Walmarts of the world, and Alibaba, of course, as they all head into earnings. I think one of the things you're seeing is people coming in, playing their earnings story or the news story of the day for a day or two, then sort of getting out, because truly, that's been the only trade recently that where you can count on some intraday movement. And I think, you know, rotating money between sectors, um, it's kind of interesting to me as I look at our client base, one of the things they did last month is rotate toward dividend-paying stocks again. You know, you saw the Verizons and the AT&Ts suddenly getting interest in a way we hadn't seen in a long time. And it does kind of make sense because not only has volatility been fairly frozen, so have great uh, 10-year yields for the last few weeks. And so when you can get a 4.95 or a 5.05 yield, especially in stocks that have just fell, um, to a lot of our clients, that makes sense. Although I think what he's talking about is professional traders, and it does make sense that you have a whole generation of traders who are, are, are incredibly have only seen the market go up and have seen it grow right. with, with with shockingly low volatility. And and whatever the opposite of once bitten, twice shy, yes, it hasn't happened to these people. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's good to be old. We've seen this stuff before. <laughs> but, I, not, I, but, I, I don't know I, if one's, one's true the, the other way. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean uh, – Well, are we all being lulled to sleep here exactly. a little bit? Well, I, I, and I think that's a great point. And, and one of the things is, you know, as I said, uh, there, there are two, two elements of it. Number one, are we being low to sleep? We could be. But, it, it, you know, it, it's when the market continues to go up, you do have to sort of stay on guard. But I think the other element of that that's really a lesson for traders, particularly, again, those who are newer or, you know, some of the more retail that's, uh, that are listening to you guys this afternoon, is you have to trade what's there, not what you want to be there. We've had so much swirling around the market lately, you know, from a geopolitical point of view, from recently maybe some earnings that have stumbled a little bit. You know, whatever we just had the French election. So people are like, hold on, shouldn't volatility be higher? But what the market's saying is it's very comfortable with where volatility is at. The one thing I will add is that, you know, we all talked for years about this Fed put under the market. I truly believe, first of all, earnings drive the market. The earnings season overall has been a positive one. Mm. But underneath there, I do believe there is sort of a tax 
input, if you will. And once we have more details of that, I don't know if it can hold up quite as much, but I believe that much of this rally has happened outside of, obviously, earnings. I think some of the good feelings, if you will, have been generated by the fact that people think there's going to be a great tax benefit to many companies, particularly in the tech sector, which have been some of the leaders of this move. So with that, we'll have to see if once the the tax proposed tax cuts or whatever they may be come under the light of day, if they can still hold up. It's you know, it could be a buy the rumor, sell the news. And there's been a lot of positive about what this tax plan could be. What's the kind of conversations you guys are having over at T D Ameritrade at the trading desk in the morning when you guys are doing your early morning call? Well, I think one of the things is exactly what you guys brought up just before that last uh, my little soliloquy there, and that was to really encourage people to be looking at their portfolio and saying, is this something that I think is going to continue to uh, go up longer term? So many times, you know, you get you, you talked about being complacent because you're going to play. Well, the stock's gone up; it's going to continue to go up. Well, that may be the case, but you should be reviewing those stocks when they are at all-time highs and say, maybe it's the time to take some profit. You know, you can take off 25 or 50 percent and still enjoy if it goes to the upside, but it allows you more room on the downside because, as we know, what happens too often is people are complacent, complacent, complacent. Market starts to sell off hard, and they're all rushing for the same door and made the biggest mistake in all of trading, and that is turning a winner into a loser. And so, like I said, particularly with, you know, some of the retail clients, they have to really be constantly reviewing and saying, does this fit in my long-term portfolio? Good advice. J.J. Kinnan, the Chief Market Strategist from TD Ameritrade. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. This is Bloomberg.